called a Wii. Yeah, it's 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 a Wii cast, so it's like it's made for you. Yeah, because you're a Nintendo fanboy. Yeah. Are you caught up now? Are you caught up, son? Tired of this, Grandpa. <laughs> You're in rare mood tonight. I, I didn't think that uh, you would come out of work being like this. Oh, no. See, I have... Now I'm happy. Because I'm off work. And I get to eat some bomb-ass food tomorrow, probably. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I was texting you guys earlier. <sighs> Boy, I... um. I don't know how motherfuckers do it. I really, really don't. This shit is stressful as fuck. And, uh, yeah, I just, well, uh, I'm making a turkey for the first time ever. Never done this before. Are you impregnating the baby turkey? Nope, you don't. Mm -hmm. Never mind. Yep, that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That was so fucking dumb, dude. Like, I've hit a low. (laughs) That's not... You're, I don't even know why I said baby turkey. Are baby turkeys called chicks? Uh, I would assume so. So I could have just said impregnating the chick and it would have been funnier. Wait, hang on. Oh, hey. Uh, are the, are ducks, are baby ducks called chicks? Or No, they're called ducklings, right? Uh, that or quacklets, I don't know. I, I've i never heard quacklets before. Yeah, it life. is absolutely a real term. Nope, I think it is. <laughs> don't believe it. I. No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to go to Urban Dictionary. Oh, Lord. That's what I'm doing right now. All right. Well, anyway, I'm making a turkey for the first time. Uh, I'm going to be making homemade mac and cheese, like from scratch. Well, not from scratch. I'm not making the fucking macaroni noodles. Fuck that. Um, and I'm also not making the cheese. Uh, you know, whatever. Oh, but uh, everything I'm making is from scratch, with the exception yeah, of uh, the pie crust, because yeah. I forgot to get flour and when i went to the store tonight to to get that uh i couldn't find flour <laughs> so uh i just People got pre-made this year dude yeah it's fucking ridiculous so i just got pre uh pre-made pie crust instead um <clears throat> but yeah so i'm making uh turkey mac and cheese um po- uh, mashed potatoes biscuits um oh yeah i guess the biscuits aren't from scratch either uh because yeah flour uh um, also for the uk people people listening they're not not, those kind not of cookies no yeah. um but we are looking forward to tasting his cookie oh 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 my <laughs> hey um wow dylan what's going on with you tonight bro what is it? Can I just not? You know what? Fine. <laughs> You're being very sexual tonight. I like it. I did no. Oh, wait. Yeah, because of the impregnating thing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to start it off strong. <clears throat> well, it's going to go to shit when I don't talk about anything. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> this is my strong point right here. Anyway, continue with your with your makings. Uh, yeah. Um, green beans. Um, what about green bean casserole? No, I'm not going to do green bean casserole, because, mainly because I don't like casseroles. Gotcha. Uh, Did you say sweet potatoes already? No, I'm actually not making sweet potatoes this year. I, I made them last year, and I'm the only one who ate any of them, so I'm Ooh, not going to get it. What the this fuck? Year. That's like one of the best shits you can eat. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I love I some am. sweet potatoes. Okay. Sweet potatoes do be run. They do be hidden. Yeah. 
so uh, I think that's it. Uh, and then for dessert, I'm making uh, th- so the the filling for these pies I will be making from scratch, but the the pie crust itself I will not be. Um, and I'm making apple pie and pumpkin pie. God damn, Josh, you're making it all, dude. Yeah, yeah. honestly. And I'm <clears throat> I'm the one who's making literally everything. <laughs> that's crazy, man. I do love cooking, but I don't know if I could subject myself to that. Yep. Um, mad man what can you, i say you are and let me just update you real quick because i took some time to search on urban dictionary and we have oh two God. definitions for quacklet number one quacklet is what you should call ducks that are cool and number two quacklet <laughs> a common name used for a duckling or chick the name huh. ducklet may also be a reference to quacklet I have never heard that term. I know. I literally thought I just made it up. Third of all this, (laughs) on Urban Dictionary, I have an ad staring me in the face with a rainbow flag that says, am I gay? Take the most accurate test yet. Also, you should never watch movies in theaters. I hate you so much. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> what are your, like, what are no. both your least favorite Thanksgiving sides? I need to know that. The worst sides at Thanksgiving. Uh, all of them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Everything that's not the turkey. Do you yeah, say my most favorite or the worst? The worst. Oh. Um... I don't think I have a least favorite. I, re- I really don't do Thanksgiving. That I mean, I do, but it's nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I expected the two of you to have more interesting takes. No. You, you <laughs> kind of hit me with the, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with all the food. Yeah. Uh, I guess stuffing. I'm not a big fan of stuffing. It's That's fine. Wild. But, uh, I um, love stuffing. It's so good. It's just, it's just bread pudding basically it's so good i don't like that because bread pudding is actually pretty good so now well, I'll never yeah, look like at stuffing like again. dessert bread pudding is delicious mm-hmm. but like oh, the stuffing is like just like soggy savory bread it's gross i don't think i've ever had bread pudding oh it's bread pudding's the fucking tits, rad dude. really the what never the, had that the tits hmm. the titties okay the, the bees knees <laughs> maybe it's because i'm part gay i just don't know these yeah, stop being part gay. <laughs> I've tr- Mom, trust me. <laughs> I said I tried. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh good. Oh god. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm not screaming again. So we'll Thank just leave you all of in. God. <laughs> um, we'll get back to the intro now. All right, boys. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Honey Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of culture. Bop. We have quite a show for you today. Our topic of the show is going to be a doozy, I think. Um, we'll, uh, on top of the, that topic, uh, we'll also be talking about some games and media. Our picks of the week, you know, the usual. Um, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan Hide- 
Oh, Hideo Kojima's best friend, Jeff Keighley, Martin, and Austin <laughs> Game Awards, Shmame Awards, Stevens. Uh, I'm laughing at your name, Dylan, because I just think their little bromance is so funny. Um, anyway. Am I Hideo J- Kojima or am I Jeff Keighley? Jeff- uh, you are Jeff Keighley, but... Okay. He is Hideo Kojima's best friend. That's fucking awesome, dude. I've always wanted an Asian best friend. <laughs> the fuck does that even mean? Just what I said. Oh, Lord. I like collecting I... the different races. Oh, oh my. Um, we're getting canceled. <laughs> um, oh, it's yeah. fine. I know a black person. It's cool. First, first you said uh, that you didn't want to be gay anymore. Yep, that's what the South will do to you. <laughs> not wrong. God damn it. Oh, can't, can't say that's not true. So the South makes you not gay and racist. Got it. Yes, that's essentially it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the South's going to rise again, uh, but the only re- rising I do is when I see another dick, so it kind of cancels out. <laughs> Oh fuck, dude! I uh, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I'm sorry. I really have crossed the line. <laughs> I think it's great. I'm here for it. Keep it um, I had to take a drink. All right. Well, speaking of uh, things, I, I had a transition. I was mulling it over in my mind, but it didn't work. I watched Midnight Mass, guys. Uh, our are either of you aware of what this is? No, I am not. <laughs> okay. So Midnight Mass is the new Netflix series. Uh, it's a limited series from Mike Flanagan, who you may or may not know from. Uh, he worked. He made Dr. Sleep. He made Oculus. He made um, uh, Gerald's Game. Uh, s- several other uh, works. Uh, but he also is was the the lead behind the uh, Haunting of Hill House. Uh, And this is his new uh, series. Um, It is very good. Very, very good. Um, Like, great. Excellent. Uh, Might be my favorite thing that I've seen this year, honestly. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. I I really, really love this. Um, It's even better than Halloween Kills. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> oh shit! Because uh, I, I will, I will actually, I will get into uh, a little bit about that um, later. But um, yeah, so this is a series that kind of uh, is about, um, for lack of a better term, uh, religion and cult-like behavior. Um, and I loved every fucking second of it. It is very, uh, very much a uh, Stephen King type thing with really f- like fundamentally flawed and broken characters, um, all taking place in a small town. It's actually a small island that it takes place on uh, off the coast of New York, and it is in many ways a well. Uh, not in many ways. It is very much a critique of religion, um, uh, specifically Catholicism. Uh, 
and I fucking loved every second of it, dude. Uh, like one of the things that I've seen about the show that, uh, it kind of bothers me, but also like, I, I think it is like a, a legitimate, like it, it is a critique. Um, there's a lot of monologuing in the show, uh, and that can definitely turn some people off. Um, like, Towards the end of the uh, of the series, there was a, uh, a, I think probably like two monologues that I was just like, um, you probably could have just cut this out because this one was not needed. It's very much repeating the same one that I've already heard before. Um, but overall, like it's a very slow and methodical series. And I was just enamored with it. Um, Hamish Linklater uh, plays the priest, uh, the, I guess, lead priest in this. Um, and if he doesn't get nominated for a Golden Globe or an, or an Emmy for his performance, I'm like fucking boycotting because he is so fucking good in this. Um, really, everybody across the board is just is really fucking excellent in this show. Um, yeah, uh, but I wanted to bring up, uh, Halloween kills specifically because I think that this does what Halloween kills was trying to do better than Halloween kills does. Oh, holy uh, shit. That question. I had no idea. Yeah. So Halloween kills in, in a lot of, uh, ways with its little like detour into, mob justice and stuff like that uh, kind of deals with like the mentality of what happens when you get a small group of uh, people together who kind of don't know, like, I, I don't want to say what's going on, but they, they it, it, I mean, it, for, for lack of a better term, it's cult like mentality where, uh, you know, they're trying to, Makes sense of something that doesn't make sense, if that makes sense. <laughs> I said that like three times. Um, but like, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Okay. Yes. And and this one allows its characters the room to breathe and to like uh, be characters and not just fucking caricatures that like are. <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> like i i don't know i i think that it deals with the stuff that halloween di kills wanted to deal with in a much better way than halloween kills did um i i don't want to say anything about like what it really like like the the plot is about because i feel like that would be doing it uh an injustice I really recommend this, and I think that you should go watch it. It's only seven episodes. It's um, uh, it's only seven episodes, and they're only like an hour a piece. So it's like seven seven hours of really good, really well written, fucking characters, and I I loved it. Not to start a theme here tonight, but that lead actor that you were talking about for the. Uh I guess main, whatever past preacher person, kind of mm -hmm. handsome. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and what's funny is like I told Kayla that I I don't recognize him from anything because I really don't. But he's been in so many fucking things that I've seen. Like it's it's oh, unreal. That's awkward. He, 
Like he's just such a like he. I, I, this is going to sound like uh, like I'm bashing him, but I'm, I promise I mean this as a compliment. He's the kind of guy who um, who like disappears into his roles to the point that like you don't see him. Oh, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, that's not a that's not a negative thing. Yeah, I, I think it could be seen as a negative, like just the way that I phrased it, but. I, I totally don't mean it as a negative. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Go check it out. Um, Austin, you watched. Yeah. No, you've been reading manga. Yeah. So um, I don't know if this is just my thing now, but like I if I haven't been playing video games in the last two weeks, that's all I've been doing. It's just fucking reading. And um, I finished Naruto which was wild because holy shit, I feel like that took so long, but it really only took like two weeks. Um, I finished Naruto. I, uh, there was like a side story after that, that picks up right before Boruto. I finished that. And then I reread Boruto again. Um, so I just consumed a whole lot of Naruto for two weeks for no real fucking reason. But now I can actually, like, I feel like I appreciate that anime a little bit more. Cause, uh, <clears throat> the anime has just like a really bad filler problem. Like I think like 35% of it is just straight filler. And it's so fucking like, it's hard for me to skip it because like, I, I just want to watch everything straight. I like, I don't want to feel like I miss anything, even though I know it's filler, but with the manga, I don't have to worry about that. And it, it was fucking great. And then, uh, Started reading uh, Chainsaw Man again. I picked back up on that, and that was really cool. I'm not going to go too like deep into it uh, plot-wise because it's like one of the most hyped mangas that's like running in Shonen Jump right now. But uh, it's getting an anime adaptation soon, and it looks fucking fantastic, and I'm super excited. Yeah, the trailer for Chainsaw Man looked fucking dope. It looks gorgeous. <clears throat> like, that's... I, uh, I think that's Studio Bones. Um, they are... Dude, they are something else. Mm-hmm. It's fucking wild, dude. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, here it is, boys. Uh, I've been watching the Netflix adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. Um, you you like that anime, don't you? Yeah, it's only uh, you know, my entire online identity is based on it. Um, yeah, so nothing too <laughs> crazy, but it's there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's, in my opinion, the greatest anime ever made. Um, I fucking adore that show. Uh, you can go listen to my thoughts on it on Culture Pop Selects, uh, available now on all podcast services. Like what I did there. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um yeah, so I very much was, um, I don't want to say l- not looking forward to this because it, in some ways I was, I, I really do think that there were things that I was saying where I was like, huh, this might not be terrible. Um, and <sighs> boy, was I wrong. Um, I kind of don't know. 
What? Um, the team behind this was thinking, uh, because so uh, before before I get into the, all the really bad stuff, let me go ahead and knock out some positives. Okay, Mustafa Shakir and John Cho are both treasures, and I think that they are both doing really good jobs with the characters. Um, I think that John Cho is actually a very underrated actor. Uh, I think he's very good. Um, <clears throat> and Mustafa Shakir, I'm not incredibly familiar with, uh, he was in, um, what's the, the MCU show, the, the Netflix show that was, um, Luke Cage. He was, uh, in oh, Luke Cage yeah, yeah. and I never watched Luke Cage. <clears throat> um, and he's in something else that, uh, he featured in prominently again that I haven't seen. But he's doing a very, very good job at portraying Jet uh, to the point that, like, he has a voice and a, like, timbre uh, that I find very similar to Bo Billingsley in the role. And uh, I think that they're fantastic. I also feel like, to a certain extent, the show really does kind of nail the tone where it's not overly serious, but it's not like crazy goofy either. Um, and I think that it is when it is at its best, it is 100% nailing that feeling of what cowboy bebop is in terms of tone. With that said, everything else about the show is really kind of garbage. Uh, like, to the point that I, I almost think that this show is unwatchable. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> That's the, not good. I, I, and I don't even necessarily think that it has anything to do with Cowboy Bebop, like, like the adaptation of it. Because I, I've said this before, I think, on this show, but I think that... One thing that people get wrong all the time about adaptations is that they think that it has to be the same exact thing uh, in a different medium. Like, I think that people think that if you are going to create a uh, like a video game movie, it needs to be 100 percent the story of the video game with no changes, that sort of thing. Or if you're going to do anime, same exact thing cannot be any changes to the original story or source material or anything like that, it has to be the exact same just in live action. And I think that that is a very dumb way to look at things because the mediums are inherently different and have their own strengths. I think that what you should do in almost every instance is go and take the basis of whatever it is that you're adapting and just make something new. So in this case, what I would have done with Cowboy Bebop is I would have taken the core story of a group of strangers or well, more or less strangers coming together to form their own family uh, as like a group of bounty hunters in space. All right. That's all you have to do. Take that simple premise and then just make your own story with it. You don't have to follow Vicious and Julia. You don't have to follow like every single like encounter with, you know, other people 
in the show. You don't have to do any of that shit. Just make your own stuff. Where this show really, really, really fails is in that it wants to do that, but it is so enslaved to the idea of what the show was that it doesn't want to establish its own identity. And the, the parts that it is doing, um, like that are original actually really work for me. I like the idea that they're giving Julia and vicious a backstory or, or maybe not even a backstory, but they're giving them more things to do. They're like more fleshed out characters. I love that shit. Like, I am so glad that that's happening. The writing is dog shit, though. Like, these characters are fucking corny as hell, and I fucking hate it, dude. It is awful what they are doing to these fucking characters. Like, just straight up fucking atrocious. And that goes for not just them, but everyone. There's a bit of dialogue in episode three, I think, where Jet has to call uh, one of uh, these people that he worked with in the past to the to the the bebop and have her do something for for him. And she says something about how she uh, will only do it if he agrees to go to dinner with her. And he was like, so it's like blackmail or whatever. And she goes, I'm not shitting you. These are the exact words she says. She says, yes, because you are a black male. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. That's the line of dialogue in the fucking show. Wow. Dude, it's, oh, it's, it's so fucking bad, man. It's so fucking pretty bad. bad. And it, again, it wouldn't be, I think that it wouldn't necessarily be an issue for that kind of stuff to, to happen. Like this is a completely new character. Like, okay, cool. Give me a new character. Don't give me dialogue that fucking sounds like that. Like what the fuck are you doing? Oh, it's, uh, I'm so, I'm going to finish watching the show because I'm a fuck, I'm a fucking idiot, but (laughs) I, I don't know how anyone can fucking watch this and like it. I really don't. And it's, it's pretty sad because like, at least from what I saw and like the people that I uh, knew that were talking about it, like a lot of people had a relatively high hopes for this adaptation and it didn't happen. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't, I've, I will not profess to see, uh, seeing the anime because I never have. It is on the to-do list and that's my fault. I know it's great, but everything that I saw also pointed to it being, well, I guess they had high hopes for it. Like you said, yeah. it looked to be in favorable regard for a lot of people. Um, did you have any like, preconceived notions going into this, Josh? No, I really didn't because uh, I didn't know. The only stuff that I had seen about the show really was that uh, uh, Shinichiro Watsunabe, who was the director of the anime, uh, was coming on as a creative consultant. Um, So he had in, in some way, like helped in the production of the show and that Yoko Kano, who was the mastermind behind the um, the music 
was coming back to do more music for this. And that's all I knew. So I, I really had like zero expectations. Well, thank God you weren't hyped for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I would have done if I was like super excited and it was like this. Yeah. I'm it makes sorry, me Josh. pretty worried for that for the Gundam adaptation now, just seeing how this one turned out. Yeah, well, it's a. So I looked into some of the stuff that the uh, Christopher Yost had done. Uh, he's the the showrunner for the show, and it's mostly very bad. Um, oh. He's done some. Uh, I think he worked on one of the MCU movies, but it was like one of the worst ones. <laughs> So, what Thor Dark World? Probably, yeah. Yeah, that one's shit. Yeah. So Damn. I'm All right. This is me. So how you are with Cowboy Bebop would be, I guess, essentially how I am with Avatar the Last Airbender. So uh, I'm not You are yeah. you've already had this conversation. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm in, in my head having it again. Because they're just gearing up to do a brand new series. So casting looks great, just like this one did. But who the fuck knows how it's going to go? Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. We shall um, see. And then we got One Piece right around the corner, too, I think. Didn't know that was a thing. Lord. Mm-hmm. We, that's a thing that should never. How cast, are you going to. For that one, just like, does not. Okay. Good. Not only is it still ongoing, it's at a thousand fucking episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's over like 2,000, like, fucking. Yeah. Um, uh, chapters like of the manga like come on so what the shit are we doing yeah it's fucking nuts dude but that christ ugh, ugh. that one's gonna be really fucking bad that one's going to be corny as hell yep well dylan you didn't do anything this week so we'll skip you yeah i've um, been sick of shit <laughs> yeah i'm i'm sorry to hear that uh you it's were, okay man fill in like garbage at least it wasn't the the rona right i know i thought for sure like dead ass i thought it would be COVID, and i'm not entirely sure it wasn't my test came back negative but it was a self-done test at cvs so i could very well have just not done the test wrong all right like it's pretty easy to do she walked me through it but it wasn't a doctor doing this shit it was my uneducated ass so who knows what the fuck happened (laughs) yeah I mean, it's totally possible. I'm getting better, but I still feel like shit. Oh. Sorry it's okay. to hear that. It's okay. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Say it when you're not drunk. Oh, I'm not drunk. <laughs> I, I haven't started drinking yet. That's for tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. No, I'm going to be drunk before we get the fucking bird out of the oven. <clears throat> um, As you the one that you pregnated? Yeah, I was going to say that sounded really sexual. <laughs> That's just the theme. That's the theme. We're rolling. Um, all right. Well, it's that time of year again. You know, the biggest releases in video games are either hitting store shelves or have just released. Uh, the year's winding down, getting nice and cold. And, of course, everyone is starting to look back on the year in anticipation for annual awards season. And to kick everyone off, Jeff Keeley and company have given us the nominations for the Game Awards. And that is what we have come to discuss for you today. Um, so the way that I thought we would do this is we would 
not go through every single nomination and we would kind of just go through the big ones with the exception of the first one that I want to talk about. Um, okay. Because I want to talk about uh, meanings. <laughs> so um, does that sound good with everybody? Yeah, I'm good yeah. with that. Okay. All right. So the first one that I have written down here is best indie slash debut indie. Um, the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because uh, let me let me take a look at the nominees. Where is Indy at? There it is. Best Indy. All right. So best Indy. What are you doing? Okay. We have 12 minutes. <clears throat> Death's Door. Inscription. Kenna Bridge of Spirits. And Loop Hero. And then for, uh, go back to nominees. I hate this website. This website's fucking garbage. Um, best debut indie, uh, we have The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, Kennebridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. Okay. The reason that I wanted to bring this category up in particular is because I want to talk about what the fuck indie actually means. Okay. So mm -hmm. indie, I think, is supposed to be short for independent. Okay. And in that regard, this the nominees are not incorrect. None of these studios are owned by any big publisher. And so in a way, it is 100% correct, right? But I take very big issue with every single one of the nominees from uh, Best Indie Game because these games are not fucking indie games. These are not small little projects from like a team of like 12 people. Like fucking Kenna is literally a fucking team of like 50 or 60 people that was a former animation studio. This is not some small little indie team. Like, it just isn't. And I don't like the fact that they're sitting here, like, giving away these awards to these gigantic games when you could be, I don't know, giving it away to someone who, like, you know, this is their passion project and they're, like, living in their fucking mom's basement to get it done type thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just a weird, like thing that like I'm having hangups about, but I wanted to bring no, it up because I but, think that it's like kind of bullshit. It, it is in, incredibly bullshit because you don't, and I didn't play either of these. I will preface this by saying that, but I recognize a good game when I see it. I also take your word very seriously. Both Sable and Ender Lilies do not appear on this list. Yeah, no. And they, they do for, um, for a best debut indie. Which sure. I think is like, okay, yeah, Sable definitely deserves to be there. But Kenna? The Forgotten yeah. City? Well, may maybe The Forgotten City actually deserves to be there. Because I really do think that, that was only like 10 people and it was developed over like six years or something. Yeah. Um, But I, I just, I don't know. It, it really rubbed me the wrong way when I, when I saw that. Mm-hmm. Because there were, it's not even, I mean, there were just much better titles out there that didn't have giant studios behind them this year 
Yeah, exactly. And it kind of sucks because you've talked about a shit ton of them this year. You've played a lot of them. I feel like you have at least. I feel like a good bit of what you played this year has been a little indie-based. Whether it's whether it's 2021 or not, you have spent a lot of your time in that realm. So oh, you're yeah. justifiably pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it at that because <laughs> that's, I mean, you're right. So. Yeah. I don't know. Did did you have any thoughts on that, Austin? Uh, no, I don't have much to do with indie games at all. Big AAA boy. <laughs> I just play what I see. Like, I don't know. I just play what I what I see that looks cool. If it's an indie game, then I'll buy it. Oh but God, whatever yeah. catches my eye. Sure, I'm 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 down with that. Like, I t- I'm that way too. I I don't get too precious about indie games. Like. I know some people who will like sit there and they'll like just shit all over fucking big like triple A, like whatever games. And I'm like, oh, okay, but those games are still fucking really great and really fun. I don't know what your fucking problem is. Mm. Um, but, um, I don't know. I, I looked at this and it, again, it was just one of those things that like we need better definitions. Like, when when we look at like action game right Mm -hmm. you get stuff like uncharted cool got it that's yeah that's totally an action game it's third person like over the shoulder action shooter whatever but then you'll get stuff like adventure game and adventure games used to mean stuff like point and click adventure games now they mean something completely different you're getting like Laura Croft fucking Tomb Raider nominated for best adventure game. And I'm like, that's not a fucking adventure game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, again, maybe I'm just getting too precious with this shit. I don't think you are, man. Like, like I said, if you can speak from experience and this year alone shows that, especially me after you talked about Sable for a while, I know it's in best debut game, but I went back and I just watched a lot of gameplay of it. It's super, it is very unique. It has a very calming atmosphere, present soundtrack design, art direction. It's perfect. Uh, you know, it takes, okay, that's subjective or object, whatever, but it's so much more deserving. I feel like than the titles that they actually gave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, I guess. Um, I would be very, I would be very happy to see Death's Door win best indie game um, mm-hmm. because I, I really did love that game. Um, and I, I do think that that was only like a two, two person team. But like I 100% for sure do not want to see something like Kenna win that because I, not that I think Kenna is a bad game. But I I haven't played it yet. It's just I don't think that Kenna or Twelve Minutes or you know I'd have to look at Inscription to see what that is because that's actually one that I'm I'm not sure of. But I I do not want to see either of those games 100% for sure win because they are big games. Like those are like forty, fifty, sixty million dollar budgets. Like. I don't know. Yeah. So, 
Uh, all right. So the next one I've got is, or the, I guess the first one we can talk about is best art design. Um, let me get back this fucking website, man. Mine. Yeah. I'm weird too. Cause I'm on one. I, I it doesn't have a good. All right. So we got death loop. We have Kena. It's not Kena. It's Kena. Oh, sorry. That's fine. I will let you go. Uh, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, and The Artful Escape. Uh, of these, I have Flay 2. Okay. What? Um, what? I what? don't know what you're mad about. No. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so I have played three of these. Um, and the other two are either on my list to play and I would like to have them done before the end of the year or, um, uh, what was the, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I don't either. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know what the artful escape was. Oh, it's a, it's a really cool looking game on game pass. It's about like music and shit. Um, and I'm down with that. I just had no idea what it was. Yeah, it looks super cool. Um, I saw it on Game Pass and was like, huh, I should give this a shot. And then Tawny was talking uh, about how much he loved it, and I was like, maybe I should give this a shot. Is that the owl? Tawny is an owl, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. 100% correct. Um, So how does Ratchet and Clank not win this, right? Uh, I think in terms of the ones that I have seen, I think I agree with you. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't played Kenna, so I can't speak to it. Uh-huh. But that game does look gorgeous. It is absolutely beautiful. Kenna is great. Yeah. Kenna. Um, <laughs> oh, you fuck. It's like Austin putting a K in Ratchet and Clank, dude. <laughs> I, I haven't played it, so I, I will mispronounce it until I do play it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, I haven't even finished it. That's just my theme this year, right? I'll start something and not finish it. But from what I played, it was beautiful. <laughs> And I did enjoy uh, the couple hours that I put into it, at least. Okay. <clears throat> um, but yeah, you also I, played Deathloop. I did play Deathloop. Uh, or I, I am still playing Deathloop um, on and off. Um, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm really surprised by my feelings on that game. Like, hmm. because like you're not it, impressed with it? Uh, not that I'm not impressed so much as... I thought that I would like that game a lot more than I do. I kind of thought that too, but you've not been talking about it a lot. So I figured it kind of fell off. Yeah. I, and there, there are other things that I have been like trying to get to. Um, and they, they've just eaten up my time. Uh, so like, I don't know. I, I just, I want to play more of Deathloop, but every time I go to like, think about like playing it, I'm like, I would, kind of rather play this thing (laughs) i don't know it's weird um with that said i think i yeah i think i 100 agree with you i think ratchet and clank is the one here uh i think psychonauts 2 has some interesting stuff going on but i think in terms of like overall like what i have seen and played and stuff like that i think that um Ratchet and Clank should take it. Austin, that's a game you actually played this year. I did. That's the and only game it. I played this year. Yeah. Shocking. 
But it, I, I mean, I fucking loved it. So, yeah. Which I'm surprised. What? <laughs> we both recommended it. You're like, we're like, you're gonna have a great time, and you're like, no, nah, I don't think I am. <laughs> <sighs> no, but oh, Lord. I ended up loving it. A very, very fuck, fucking fun game. Very worth the eighty dollars I spent. What? Okay. What? Uh, yeah. Why did you spend eighty bucks? Because I bought the deluxe thing. Oh, deluxe okay. edition. Can you just not do that as a person? Uh, it really depends. Sometimes. Okay. The answer is no. He can't. Yeah, no, that was definitely a no. I was just going to take it. <laughs> well, it, uh, uh, it depends. No. Sometimes. Go ahead. Next well, topic. Next one uh, is innovation and accessibility. <clears throat> um, I have played three of these games. So the games in question are Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, The Veil, Shadows of the Crown. I've played Forza Horizon 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, I think for me, it ends up coming down to Guardians of the Galaxy and Forza Horizon 5. Um, I don't really remember the accessibility options in Ratchet and Clank, if I'm being 100% honest with you. Well, I'm going to be honest. I've played two of these games, and I don't remember either. So if you could help me out, other than the person talking to me at the beginning of Forza Horizon 5, I have no idea what the accessibility options are. So the accessibility options in Forza Horizon, you have to kind of dig into the menus on, Mm -hmm. but they get incredibly deep to the point that really, if you want to do this as a person who is not disabled, literally all you have to do in order to race is hold down the trigger to accelerate. Like the car will drive itself type thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. Like, it, I mean, it, it literally, oh, and, and you wouldn't necessarily have to hold down a trigger if you have like stuff like the adaptive controller and stuff like that. But like, it, it literally opens up the game to as, as many people as really possible. The only mm-hmm. people that I kind of don't see it being really accessible to are blind people because it's, one of those things that like you'd I, I guess you'd have to like at least be able to see so yeah uh, and I, I mean technically you could do that I think um it would just be I, th- I think it would be a, a little bit on the harder side did you experiment with the setting at all yeah yeah and the well so a, even uh not even necessarily like that stuff or anything like that like y- the amount of like difficulty is very adjustable. Like you can adjust your own, like the difficulty to as, as high or as low as you want. Um, like you can turn up the drive guitars to where like the fucking only way to beat them is to like straight up, just like fucking like, uh, crash into them and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like treat it like this goddamn demolition derby type shit. (laughs) So you said that, all you have to essentially do in some regard is to accelerate, right? And the car will drive itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How does that work? Like if you have a, it's, it's one thing to race. It's another to free roam. Yeah. So that, and, and that is definitely another thing is I, I don't know how it works really in the free roam. I have only seen it done, uh, in the actual races itself. So I'm not entirely sure how it would, in fact work like in the free roam sections. Um, it could be one of those things that's like 
it's a little bit flawed in its design and doesn't fully work. Um, but I don't know because I, you don't, don't use that. And that's another yeah. thing. Like I'm, I am very you know grateful that I don't have to use those settings, but it kind of makes me want to delve into them a little bit because, you know, like if you, if you just have to accelerate, how do you free roam? Like that is a burning question. Now I, after this podcast, I will probably go and find out because that's awesome that they included a feature like that. But I just, I don't know how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what did Guardians do? Uh, so Guardians is, again, the same sort of like le- level of customization in the in the menus for like your difficulty settings. Like mm-hmm. you can change it to as like difficult and as l- not difficult as you want it to. Um, like it's kind of ridiculous the amount of options it has for its difficulty settings. Um I think I didn't mention this um, in Forza, but it's there also. Uh, it also has really nice options for people with colorblindness. Um, stuff that, again, I don't have to deal with, so I don't know like what in- exactly that all entails, but that's super cool that that's an option for them. Yeah, it is. Makes me curious. Like I said... That might, that might be something I start to look at more now because I'm seeing it more. Like there's more games who make it very apparent that they have incorporated X amount of stuff to make your life easier if you are disabled in some way. And I always ignore it or put it off. It's like I don't have to worry about it, you know, but I'm, I didn't even know it was a uh, category. I'm not going to lie to you until I saw it on your list. Yeah, uh, I think they put it in after The Last of Us 2 because The Last of Us 2 really did open up a conversation about um, making games accessible for literally everyone to play. Right. Um, and not just, you know, the same people that have been playing games for, you know, 20, 30 years. Right. Still rad, though. Like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know which one I would choose, but I, I would say that Guardians and Forza are the front runners for me. Right. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this, Austin? Uh, mine would be the same as you, honestly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't mean thing more in depth to say on that. You, uh, you actually messed around. Oh, uh, another thing about uh, Guardians I wanted to bring up real quick is it is there in the beginning, like when mm. you open up the game, it immediately is like, "Hey, here's all the options that you have." Yeah, it's or, the very first thing it throws at you. Yeah. So even in Horizon 5, I'm pretty sure like the voice that talks to me in the beginning, I hope he talks to you guys too. Like he makes it very apparent that you can like customize then and there. Yeah. Mhm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Why do we just sit like that, man? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I Start like it. freaking out over it. Yeah. You. I, I love Everyone it. Just stays quiet. I don't like dead air. <laughs> um, the next category is game terrible for left for dead map. Is it? no? I actually love it. I just wanted to incorporate that. Oh, I, I didn't know that it was a left for dead map. It is. It's from the first game, up. and it has airplanes and shit. Ooh. Wait, fuck! That might not give me accurate. Go ahead, talk. Um, the next one is uh, games for impact, which is um. I think this is like God damn it! It's Left 4 Dead too. Like kind of like representation stuff, so it, mm. it kind of like showcases stuff other than you know, this the normal like 
straight white male type shit, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and the nominees for this are Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. Okay. So one, Dead Air was a Left for Dead map. Two, I never wanted to hear Boyfriend Dungeon again. And now it's fucking back. I'm very surprised that the game got nominated. Why? Because it was under a lot it, of shit, wasn't it? Meanwhile. Yeah, it was under a lot of shit because people are fucking dumb and little <laughs> goddamn babies. But Ooh, okay. I mean, I, I'm still surprised to see it thrown up there, even just because of that. Is this the game that you use men as objects? Yes, you yeah. use men as swords. Or, well, as weapons. Does it have to be a sword? So uh, It doesn't have to be a sword. I don't think so. But is it long in some regard? Probably. Yeah. Girthy. Oh, my God. The South Shall Rise Again. Um, <laughs> I actually haven't played any of these games, but I know what all of these games are about. And based yeah. on my, uh, my initial impressions, I think that the clear winner is Before Your Eyes. Um, mm. So... Before Your Eyes is kind of a uh, game about, uh, I hate to say this, but uh, kind of about death. (laughs) And it's, uh, the the premise is basically that, like, you play the game by blinking your eyes or not blinking your eyes. And basically, you're just watching a... um, a bunch of like kind of like scenes unfold and they're supposed to be like memories and you are seeing them play out. And when you blink, the memory is gone. And I just think that that's a really cool conceit for a game. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, that I am, go- I am eventually going to get to life is strange. Um, I just have one that I really want to play too. Yeah, I just, I haven't had time. Um, I I own it. I'm going to get to it eventually, but um, just haven't yet. But yeah, uh, Before Your Eyes is definitely a game that I would like to uh, experience. Uh, So you remember how I read the best art direction categories? And then you're like, "Uh, yeah. Then I was like, what, what? And you're like, why are you mad? Yeah. You remember that? Okay. Were you confused because I read best art direction and we were on best art design? Is that two different? What I don't see that category. Oh shit! Uh, maybe I wrote down art direction and it, and it is art design, and I'm just. Did you perhaps mean audio design? Uh, maybe I yeah maybe I got the two mixed up. Okay, because I I because re- I'm trying to look ahead and see what we're moving on to, and then I saw that and I was like, did I fuck up? <laughs> I the problem. Yeah, I think I'm just an idiot. Um, No. (laughs) Not always. Most of the time. Well, you said it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we can actually cut that out. uh, If you guys want to talk about audio design, we can, but it's not a category that I have a lot of know-how on, and I don't know that I can speak to it authoritatively. Yeah, I... Same. I think the category or the category itself is great. I'm glad that it exists. The, the nominees were Deathloop, Forza, Ratchet & Clank, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. I will say I think the, the sound design in Forza is amazing. I yes. think that the cars truly come alive, um, whether it be the engine roaring or your tires skidding across the pavement or the gravel, the dirt, the water, whatever. I think they did great. Um, 
Ratchet and Clank, I I love the game, but I can't really comment on the design itself. One game that's not on here, but they always knock out. And I know, first off, Activision sucks. Fuck Bobby Kotick. But Call of Duty Vanguard's guns sound fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. Um, so that's one, too. But again, like like you said, I can't really speak authoritatively to it. But mm-hmm. um, I think they have some great nominees, especially what do you think of Village? Like, did it do a good job at immersing you? I, I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, of all of the nominees on here, I don't know of a single one that I would be like, yeah, this didn't do really all that great of a job type thing. Right. All of these sound really like they sound really nice and crisp. Uh, I think that the thing that I would point out about Ratchet and Clank is that all of the weapons definitely have like, because there's so many, they sound and feel completely different. Yeah, that's very um, true. I didn't play Returnal. Me either. Uh, so I, I can't speak to that, but yeah, I, I would definitely say that Re- that village deserves to be on there. I, like i i don't know Again, i don't I, uh, I i can't really speak to it too authoritatively so mm-hmm, i don't want right. to sound like a fucking idiot talking oh what's that like to have that self-control um it's very hard <laughs> i just let it go i just let it go I was hoping you were going to freak out again, but you didn't. I, oh, I was definitely freaking out, but it was on my side, so you didn't oh, okay. have to worry about it. Yeah. My hands start doing like a what the fuck thing really rapidly. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, oh, so the the next category we've got is uh, best performance. And um, again, I've played three of the games where people are nominated. Yeah, so. dude, I haven't played a single one of these. Nope. Uh, we have Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange True Colors. We have Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo from Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn from Deathloop. Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village. And please, dear God, <laughs> forgive me if I am fucking this name up, but Ozomia Akaga as Juliana Blake from death loop uh i uh, super apologize if i fuck that name up dude i can't even pronounce it so you're doing no, better not even gonna attempt to um so yeah uh i have played uh death loop and um resident evil village so i can speak to those games uh but <clears throat> nothing else um i personally would give this to maggie robertson um i think that lady dimitrescu is the best character in Resident Evil Village, and part of it is definitely due to her performance. Um, I don't know. I, I really like the guy who plays Colt. I think that he and um, uh, what is her name? Juliana. Yeah. I, I think that their interactions are really well written and really well acted. Um, but I don't have the same sort of like attachment to them as I do Dimitrescu. And it has nothing to do with the fact that she is, um, what is she referred to on the internet again as mommy milkers, I think is. Oh, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Love that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So... (laughs) Just drop that on you real quick. Um, 
Yeah. I I would go Dimitrescu, but that is completely and totally me. Um, so, I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts? Yeah, not really. Not on this one because I didn't play any of them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. The only I one mean, I w- Giancarlo Esposito is a great yeah. actor. Uh, I just... I He's the only thing drawing me to play Far Cry 6. I don't really yeah. care about it otherwise. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, honestly. Um, I don't know. And it's I know it's just to sell the game, but the fact that he said this is my most villainous character yet, dude, you can't tell me that after watching him as Gus Fring. Like, I, I can't be told that and then not want to play the game. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on, I guess, to, uh, best narrative. Uh, this is Deathloop. Uh, it takes two Life is Strange True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxies, and Psychonauts 2. Um, and for my money, I think the best narrative is, um, I think, so far of the ones that have played, I think it's guardians of the galaxy. I think the writing of that game really fucking shines. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't finished it, so it might fall off a fucking cliff at the end. Uh, and I'll be like eating these words in a couple weeks. Um, when I finally finish it, but what I have played, I am pretty enamored with. It's a very impressive fucking game. Yeah, especially from a like from a character and story perspective, because it's not something that I was really like, it's not like the fucking Avengers, right? Like, yeah, Avengers was like these fucking almost like caricatures, like Mm -hmm. and the story was kind of nonsensical and, and really kind of didn't have a whole lot to say. But like this one, I think really is a game that's very much built around the conceit of like people coming together despite their differences. And I think that that's really like a really, not only a really great message, but it's just told really well. Like I'm, I'm having a blast with this game. Uh, and I think that for the most part, it has to do with the fact that of its story. I don't know. Um, I haven't finished Psychonauts two. Uh, I think the story is probably the best part of that game. I'm not having fun with it. I don't know if I'll return to it. The story's not engaging me enough to keep playing it. That Um, says so much, man. Yeah. So, um, Life is Strange, again, it's a game. I I think, actually, uh, Psychonauts 2 and Life is Strange uh, are hitting on similar themes. They're both games about empathy. Um, And I kind of feel like the two of them together uh, almost like cancel each other out and make me lean towards Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't played anything about ta- It Takes Two at all. Like, I, I, I've i heard of that game. I have not even remotely... It, it's never been on my radar. And Deathloop's story, I... I don't know. I... <laughs> I really want to like Deathloop. I really fucking do. But it is just not a game that I am like enamored with. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I'm still. De- I'm not. It's not that I'm debating Deathloop. It's just. I just don't want to pay that price for it yet. Is that the one we were talking about before the podcast? Where I don't want to uh, drop the money on it, not saying it's not worth it. No, I don't think it was that one. Uh, I don't remember what it was. Me either. Doesn't it? Doesn't it bothers me that I can't remember? Are you sure yeah. it wasn't Deathloop? Uh, yeah, I don't think it was. It was okay. It was, well, never mind. I was going to say I think it was Cyberpunk, but you already own Cyberpunk. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely not <laughs> worth the fucking thirty dollars that that bullshit is. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, don't lord me. You know my feelings. Yeah. I, There's some fuckery going on in that game, and it shouldn't have wound, wound up on this fucking uh, best RPG bullshit, but we're not going to talk about that. I was going to actually directly ask you about that. Nope, I don't think you that. should. Nope, it's fine. I want to. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, but you, hey, you played Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. What I do did. you think about the narrative? Uh, it's really good. Okay. I only played like two and a half hours of it, like tops. I got and and Pokemon. The game's only like 10 hours long. You're like a quarter of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just got distracted. You beat Ratchet and Clink, so this is not... Oh, it's Tales of Arise, Josh. I did. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah. We were saying how forty four ninety nine. you know, it's on sale right now on Steam, but I can't justify spending that right now for it. Nothing. Yeah. Did it, did it wind up on anything? Uh, it wound up for best RPG. Okay, well, at least it belongs there. I saw that it has a, uh, they just released a DLC for it. That's a crossover with Sword Art Online. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to buy that game. <laughs> Why is that such a frowned on anime? Because uh, it's so it's bad. bad. Okay. Very bad. All right. <laughs> it's just awful. It's genuinely just fucking terrible. I have questions, but we'll just move on to Best Direction. Go, go watch like on one episode and you'll figure best it out. Direction. No, because I'm going to like it, and you're going to shit on me forever. (laughs) (laughs) No, I won't if you like it. Cool, bro. No, that's not how that's going to go. That's some bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, that is bullshit, and you know it's bullshit. (laughs) Um, All right. Best Direction. Uh, This is Deathloop. It takes two Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank. Uh... This one, I think, is a, a little bit on the harder side for me because mm-hmm. two of these games, I think, have very strong direction. I just don't particularly like them. Um, And the other one I like, but I don't know that the direction is as strong. So okay. I'm, I'm kind of torn. Which falls where? Uh, Psychonauts 2 and Deathloop are the two that I've played that I don't particularly think that I like, but um, have very strong direction, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of like a game design, well, well, maybe not Psychonauts 2 as much, but definitely Deathloop. In terms of game design, I think that that game is like kind of fucking top notch. Um. It's just not grabbing me. Uh, the game that I think is, I like a lot, but I don't think it's as good in terms of direction and design as Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Um, I like it more than Deathloop. I just, I'm not sure it's as strong as Deathloop. I, see, I don't, I shouldn't, 
I shouldn't want to contradict that. The, but I've only played Ratchet and Clank, right? Out of all of the five, there's five, right? Yeah, there's five. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought it, everything kind of coalesced into a beautiful masterpiece. I love everything that they did with it from the overall mechanics and the direction of the art itself and even how they incorporated haptic feedback into the control. Everything that it ultimately, you know, culminated down to, I thought was fantastic. But then again, I have not played Deathloop to see everything that they did in there because I know it's great. I just haven't made my way to it, nor Returnal, which I also hear is fantastic. Yeah, I've heard really great things about Returnal. That's just the game that I don't think I'm ever going to get to. I it, Same. There's a backlog so fucking far, and I can't even finish what I start, so why even pretend it's going to be on there? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very torn on this one. Uh, so I, I'm not... I think if it comes down to it, I think Deathloop will win. That would be my pick I would see for that. what the winner is. Uh, but the one in my heart is, is Ratchet and Clank, I think. Mm-hmm. Last one. All right, last one. We got Game of the Year. Um, so our nominees for Game of the Year are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Uh, one thing that I do want to note is Metroid Dread and uh, Resident Evil Village are the only games nominated for game of the year that didn't get a another like one of the like you know how the oscars have like you know best picture best director best screenwriter that that sort of Mm -hmm. thing um normally best picture will have something in all of those categories resident if we take that to the same extent over here Resident Evil Village and Metroid Dread, neither of those got other nominations outside of the game of the year. And I think that that's a little bit strange. Mm. Yeah. Village did. Uh, yeah, I, it got art direction, but it didn't get like um, like all, best direction or. Uh, okay, because it also got best action adventure as well. So did Metroid uh, yeah, Dread. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think I what, like. Uh, I look I at those now. Yeah. as like Grammys, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> like Grammys have like oh the different genres. Like here's an award yeah. for the best rap album. Right. And it may not get a best. Um, I don't know. I got you. It's We're, yeah. we're good. Okay. Who um, do you think takes this? I think. In terms of who I think takes it, I think I, I think it goes to Deathloop. I, I think this is Arcane's year, and they're going to win all the big ones. Um, my personal pick is Resident Evil Village, out of the ones listed here. Ooh. I had what the fuck? Ratchet and Clank didn't make that. <laughs> what do you What do you mean it didn't make it? It didn't make it over Village, like. When we come down to our game of the year, you're telling me that goes above Ratchet and Clank? Yes. Oh, we're not going to have a good episode. And I've been saying oh, that. Nope. I've been saying that. He has said that numerous <laughs> times. No. Nope. Uh, mm, 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 mm. We are not going to have a good episode that day. <laughs> no, we are not. Holy shit. That just hit me like a fucking bag of bricks, dude. I mean. Go ahead. Whatever. It doesn't to, matter. No, go ahead. F- feel Talk free to it. try to change my mind. No, why should I? You played it. 
Uh, Resident Evil Village is like yep. the game I've probably played most this year outside of like games that are I've played like a million hours of like Dead by Daylight. Oh, I'm a horror fan. I had to play Resident Evil. <laughs> Great. So I don't have a f- Great. Just that's fine. Austin, would you choose Ratchet and Clank this year? Um, yes. But, but only because it's the only game there that I played. Mm, you're going to see Shin Megami. I, I love uh, probably. I fucking hate you. We can't even agree on a I did I said I wasn't going to talk about that game. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I do really, really, really bad. Uh, want to play Metroid Dread before the end of the year? I, Didn't if I had to look at this list, I think Metroid Dread's going to win Game of the Year. You think? So? I think it's possible. Yeah, I do. I, it's actually on my list to play. I, the reason I haven't bought it is because I never have anything to tell anyone that I want for Christmas. So I was like, just get me Metroid <laughs> Dread. Um, I've been really looking forward to playing it. I, at, at least where where I look for them, I have not seen a single bad review on metroid dread agreed so but so, I, th- I mean all of these games have a lot great it's going for it even village you know i'm very disappointed that you're not going with ratchet and clink over this but whatever <laughs> jesus christ yeah uh, i don't know metroid dread is definitely one that's on my list um something that i i will eventually get to um i'm just not sure when my goal is to play dread between christmas and legends arceus Mm, right, give me yeah. something. I can. Let's see if I finish it. You got it. Trust yeah. me. I, I have a. I have a challenge. One hell of a challenge coming for us in our in our whenever we slate the 2022 challenge. Oh god. And this might fall into it. Oh my. Oh lord. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you have any other strong thoughts, Austin or Dylan? I. I, I don't. I. Just oh, find I have it- strong thoughts for you. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be hard for Deathloop to be beaten this year. And yeah. not, not from my personal opinion, but in terms of like where I see everything at. Right. It has a lot of nominations in a lot of categories for reasons like it. It's justified. And I think it'll come down to Deathloop and Metroid. I don't see any of the other uh, what four making it between those two. Yeah, I, I really don't either. And I, I kind of, in the case of Resident Evil Village, I kind of think that's unwarranted. Uh, like, I I really do think that that game is fucking excellent. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I am just a fucking little horror fanboy, but like, <laughs> fuck that game. <laughs> I will find out one day. Maybe. It's a yeah, f- stop. I know. <laughs> are there, um, are there any, like, specific nominations that either of you were uh like excited over like you were glad that game got uh that form of recognition uh yeah i i really like that uh death's door got uh a nod for indie game i really fucking like that game a lot Mm -hmm. um but other than that no i the only one that really stuck out to me like and this wasn't really necessarily a good thing was I was kind of weirded out to see that Cyberpunk okay. was nominated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not not because it's not a, a good game. I wouldn't know. I've played like maybe an hour, maybe two hours, like tops. But every th- everything that I read from people like in the industry or 
you know, podcasts that I listen to or whatever said that if you could overlook the, the massive amount of like glitches that the core that was there was really strong. I I think even you said that Dylan. Mm, Okay. The story's fine. Appreciate that. But if you can never finish that game and I'll go back and play it again too, we can do a three hour episode on why I fucking hate it. Okay. No, I, I I give it a lot of shit, but that's because I was just really disappointed in that I didn't get the same depth as what I had in The Witcher Three. Um, I truly, truly love the story a lot. I think it's great. Ultimately, I feel like the choices didn't really matter that much outside of a few key elements that led to the the fate at the end, but. Really, I enjoyed what it had to offer in terms of world expo- world exploration and the story itself. I know that a lot has been fixed, and I've kind of learned where to invest my time to find um, more enjoyable side quests and stuff like that to immerse myself in the world, but I just have not gone back to play it. It's been one game after another sh- this year, whether I play it for you know, a few minutes or not, but cyberpunk is one of the few games that I have truly beaten this year. Um, I don't think it belongs in this category. I think there are better options that could have gone here. Hmm. I mean, fair enough. Outside uh, of that, um, shit. I, Oh yeah. It's a minor one, dude, but just that it got mentioned is great. And I even, I wouldn't even consider it mobile because it didn't start that way. But I am grateful to see Pokemon Unite got mentioned for best mobile game because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Outside of that. Very fun. Yeah. Best ongoing game. um, Apex being mentioned is great because that game is thriving right now. I think it's the best uh, battle royale. But um, yeah, everything else was kind of, you know, I expected it. Um, A little disappointed in the indie game list that Josh was talking about. Also disappointed that Cyberpunk made it. Um to that list and something like, you know, even the newest release of Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. We're not going to talk about it. Go. That's it. <laughs> um, I, I was pretty stoked, uh, on Pokemon snap getting nominated for best family game. Uh, I think that that game is super fucking charming. Uh, it is very fucking fun to play with children. And I was pretty stoked over seeing that. Cause I, I don't think that, I don't remember any Pokemon game ever being talked about here. I could be wrong, but I don't remember any. And now there's a couple. Yeah, uh, now we have that. I'm pretty, and sh- I'm pretty sure that uh, Sword and Shield were both nominated for um, best role-playing game. Uh, also unjustified. <laughs> um, or, or maybe it wasn't best role-playing, but maybe it was like family-friendly or some shit like yeah. But I, I feel like I remember them being nominated for something. Maybe. Um, I was also pretty stoked overseeing uh, Shin Megami Five in Best RPG. I think it's kind of wild that they were not... Like, the nominations were revealed, what, two days after the game released? So I was like, uh, most of the public hasn't had any fucking time with that game at all, but yeah. it's still pretty cool that it got mentioned. Um, yeah, well, so the, here's the... The thing with that is they have had access to it for a while yeah, since their journey. For a hot fucking minute. Um, I To me, it really felt like Atlas really wanted this to be essentially like, 
not the same game, obviously, but but kind of have the same success that Persona 5 did, kind of breaking into the mainstream a little bit more than what any of its predecessors did. And that kind of seems to be the case, and I'm pretty stoked about it because it's a very good fucking game. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm good. That's all, folks. Well, it's not, but... Yeah, it's not it yet. Close. Um, uh, cool. Well, let's talk about the games we've been playing. Um, I talked about it last week, uh, but we... Well, so... I want to bring up because we had we have discussed it via text. Um, I am going to consider myself having beaten Forza Horizon Five, mm. uh, which brings me to what I wanted to actually discuss, which is I wanted to bring a little update to my twenty games for the year uh, challenge. So, as of, I guess, yesterday, let me bring it back up, I have completed 17 games. Oh, shit. Yeah. You're there. I'm right there. Uh, I have three more to go, and a couple of them I am playing, like, kind of, like, simultaneously right now. Um... And I know that I'll I'll play the campaign for Halo once it comes out. Uh, so that's that's one um, that'll be kind of like knocked out or whatever. Um, I am currently still playing Deathloop. I have a feeling that I can have that um, kind of knocked out before uh, our game of the year discussions. And um, there's another game that I really want to get to. Uh, that I'm blanking on right now, but, um, yeah, I am very close to doing it. Well, I'm proud of you because I'm not, (laughs) not even halfway. No, not even close. I gave up, but I'm at like seven. I think I'm, I'm happy you are because you did start off the year being like, no, I'm not going to do this. And now you're here. Yeah. I, I'm really proud of myself. Well, I, I'm simultaneously proud of myself and also disgusted with myself <laughs> because I've spent that much time playing video games. <laughs> well, that's good, though. And especially like a huge part of this has come since you were able to leave a retail job. And now you're working from home where you're much happier and you have more time to do stuff like this. Yeah, very so true. It, it did come from a great um a great change in your life, which is fantastic. I, and I was going to talk about it when I kind of unveil, not unveil, but talk about the 2022 challenge. But I learned a lot about myself this year in terms of gaming and what I can and cannot do. I have a hard time staying focused. I know I joke about it a lot, but it's true. It's, it's a part of who I am. I, I was, I don't know if it's ADHD if it, or truly like, I don't know what it is, but I picked something up and I play it for a while, but then I have to move on to something else. Um, it's a great, it's great to like have multiplayer games because if I don't want to invest into something, I can go and drop a game on apex or Pokemon unite, whatever. But by failing this challenge, it's opened my eyes up to how I play. Like I know I failed. I can't, even if I started tonight, I couldn't beat the remaining games that I need to. Um, how but, many are you have dude, you got for the year? I, I don't it's not even 10 I know that um 
Well, damn. <sighs> it sucks because I really did want to invest myself into it. And instead, what I wound up investing myself into was Twitch and finding a community and stuff like that and finding something I was good at. And truly, I did get to Worlds First. Like, I think that's great. But I, I just struggle to stay focused. And I'm excited for the next challenge. And I will say this. And I'll say it now and I'll say it again then. If I do not complete the 2022 challenge, I will shave my beard completely off. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I will shave it completely. You two know what that means to me. Everyone else might not. I have not not had a beard since I could grow one. So Holy shit. That being said, if I do not complete the 2022 challenge, I will shave it off completely. Damn. Yep. That's nuts. <laughs> Holy and now I've said it, so, <laughs> so it's a, it's really real. It's it's a more minimal challenge, but it's there. Should we should we talk about it now or should we wait? Uh, I'm down to talk about it now. Yeah, I mean that's totally up to you since you're the uh, arbiter of this. Sure. So and we can maybe I'll add something else onto it. But this year was to complete 20 games, which is way out of my spectrum. Okay, I, like, yeah, I, 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 just, I just wound up not being able to do it. Austin, you spent so much goddamn time playing Persona this year of every facet. That yeah, I, I, I beat seven games this year. Five of them were Persona titles. Yep. So <laughs> you kind of actually inspired this challenge. It's much smaller. Next year, it's 10 games, but they have to be 10, 100% completely different genres. Oh, mm. fuck. oh, so as an example, I have racing, JRPG, roguelike, action adventure, adventure, Metroidvania, survival horror, fighting, FPS and platformer. Those are 10 that I had for me. So I think that's really hard because it forces us all to go way outside of the norm. And it doesn't yeah. have to be games that are new to us. It can be games that we've beaten before. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. Okay. So. It gives us a chance to, because that's something I like doing. I really enjoy going back and playing games that I've already experienced um, just to find stuff new with it. So this can kind of go back to that. This might be if I want to, I don't know. It's just something to think about between now and when we start the challenge. So okay. it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And it's a much smaller goal so we can enjoy more of what we do. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I was excited when I thought of it. I can already tell you the hardest one for me is going to be the racing game. And it doesn't have, it can be your own 10. Like racing for me is one of them because I probably between work and um, a couple of new releases, I won't be able to finish Forza by next year. Mm -hmm. But even if I did, I might go back and do like Gran Turismo seven comes out next year. Yeah. Um, so that's, so what would the, uh, the win state for that be? Just, just out of curiosity, because um, like I, if for I think for Forza, like it's an easier sell because it has like a sort of like career mode. Right. That That is true. And maybe I would need to play Gran Turismo 7 to kind of find that out. Um, I don't really the last Gran Turismo I played. I'm going to be honest with you, Josh. It was Gran Turismo 2. On the PlayStation oh, 1. Yeah, I have not played shit since then, man. Um, I might have played 3 on the PS2. That seems feasible. I might have dabbled in that. Um, but I haven't played anything since then, so I don't really remember a lot. I just know it's coming out. And like I said, it doesn't have to be racing. There are titles in here that I did not um, include, but I included 10 that I think I could do myself. Um, 
and JRPG is one of them. So I could go back and I could finish Persona. That could also be a Pokemon game. <laughs> I don't know. And that's not saying we can't play other things. So that that's like the community challenge. I, I might come up with something else between now and then, but I think it's easily uh, doable. If For sure. It has to be because I'm not shaving my fucking beard. <laughs> I, I refuse, dude. So that's the pressure right, I'm well. putting on myself. But I'm, yeah, I know it, it's different, but I'm, I'm actually going to go for it this time instead of just, you know, get distracted and make excuses for the next six months. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair. Um, well, we'll uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys about this offline because I think I have a, uh, a, a thing for us to do when we get to our um, mm. uh, predictions episode. Okay. Th- that will... Uh, not necessarily spice this up, but we'll we'll be able to talk about it in in, in more detail. I guess sweet is the yeah. is the way I wait. We, we have a bright future ahead of us. We do. We have a future. <laughs> okay, thanks, man. Uh, Austin, go ahead. Tell us about uh, the OLED. You got an OLED, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I did do that. Um, so. I talked a lot of shit about the OLED when it was first announced. Uh, I think I did it on the show a couple of times. The only reason I bought the OLED in the fucking first place, uh, Madison's switch was the battery was starting to shit out. Like it was only starting to hold the charge for like an hour. And um, it would like kind of brick itself to where you'd have to hard reset it to get everything to like recycle and come back on. And got to the point where she was having to do that like twice a fucking day. So I was like, okay, we need to get you a switch before this one shits out. Um, so she proposed the idea of me picking up an OLED and charges taking mine. And I was like, okay, I, if we're going to get another one, might as well fucking upgrade. And it is a noticeable fucking difference. Um, however, like if you only play your switch docked, it, it is so much so an unnecessary fucking purchase unless you just really fucking want it then like go for it but if you like like me i i almost only play my switch in handheld i can't tell you when the i am the I opposite of that really yeah and i did want an oled but like you just said i know it's not worth it for me because i do only play docked like yeah recently i've been letting uh not letting that sounded fucking terrible <laughs> recently sabrina's been docking more to play because we have a nicer tv now <laughs> yeah. So, yeah i've been letting her <laughs> <laughs> um but i've been playing a handheld more and i do like it because i can just kind of go wherever i can take it to work with me play before i go in on lunch whatever but like 97 percent of the time dude i'm docked that's crazy i'm strictly handheld um I there there are some other like cool neat features I guess like you get you get double the internal storage but like just go buy a fucking SD card and then it literally doesn't fucking matter what the storage of your switch is. Um, another cool thing was the Dazak got the Dazak. What the fuck was that? <laughs> the Dazak. <laughs> what the hell? I had like a mini stroke. Um, the dock got kind of a a small redesign. They added an Ethernet cable, which is kind of or an ethernet port, which is kind of rad because Nintendo online is fucking awful. 90% of the time. Um, I haven't tried it yet to see if it's any better. That's like the only thing I haven't really looked at. Uh, I'm probably going to end up doing that this weekend with smash bros, but, um, the redesign is cool. Like it's got, um, 
The original Switch had a bad problem with the uh, the little grip pieces inside the dock that actually hold on to the Switch. Uh, if you don't have a screen protector, it's really fucking easy for those to scratch the shit out of that screen. And they change that with these. They're not quite, like, they don't protrude as much. And this screen is now glass compared to the original screen of the Switch being literally fucking plastic. So the la- I'm glad that they fucking changed that. And that's a neat little small change. Um, but the, as far as like the actual OLED screen itself, it, I think it's, I think it's a, uh, seven inches exactly. So it's a little bit bigger than the previous screen and everything just looks so much clearer. Like the colors pop so much fucking better. Everything just looks clear. Like I compared it to Madison's the other night and like the original release almost like the screen almost looks blurry compared to the OLED. It, it, it I, I was genuinely surprised by the difference. Um, the only other thing that I could probably think of that would really make this worth it to anybody who wants to buy it. Um, as of right now, if you trade in a Nintendo Switch to GameStop, uh, that's perfectly fine. The Joy-Cons work perfectly. Everything works exactly the way it did out of the box. They will give you $280 of in-store credit right now. What the fuck? Because they gave me 280 for mine, and mine was fucked up. I just didn't tell them. Uh, but one of those Joy-Cons was absolutely defective. Uh, I was going to say, you're such a dick, but it's their fucking job to check those things. They exactly. Now, I, I wouldn't have tried to sell that to like just somebody off of Facebook, because then I would have felt like an asshole. But um, GameStop, I genuinely don't fucking care at all. So, But uh, yeah, $280, that's... $20 short of full fucking retail and then you're only dropping an extra uh you know 70 bucks to pick up the OLED like that's not a bad little idea. It's not a bad little move. But yeah, it's cool. See, I would probably get one for Sabrina because she does play undocked a lot. She plays mm-hmm. like if I'm playing on the TV, she'll just play undocked. She takes it to work a shit ton, plays I'm not going to say she plays at work, but like on lunch or waiting on me for whatever reason, she'll play it a lot. Yeah. Um takes it to friends and stuff like that so she i feel like could actually wind up using it how much it's the same price or no uh it's 350 350 i mean that's not yeah. bad and it, i know it looks great i can already say uh not this paycheck but my next paycheck i'm gonna be trying to buy a second one yeah for me yeah sure all right thanks no man. That. appreciate it <laughs> I let Madison play on it like one time to play Mario Party handheld, and she was like, mm, I kind of want an OLED now because this genuinely looks so much better. I feel like <laughs> you and I don't treat our wives appropriate. I, she's not my wife. Whatever. She probably never will be. But oh it's. My God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Remember the last episode where I was like, this is just my love language? Oh. Uh, this is. Okay. Oh, was that the last? It was probably. You're going anyway. to make Taylor cry. Who's that? Um. Anyway, so. <laughs> You were like, I let her play it one time. Like, is, is, there has to be a better way to phrase that, right? I mean, sure. There was, I guess. Yeah. Last episode, you also called her a bitch and told her to get her shit. We're leaving. So remember that? <laughs> I did. I did. All right. I said that to her today, too, as well. Uh-oh. At yeah. home? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fine. In the privacy of our own home. Yeah. yeah. Smacked her a couple times, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, truly, like, if we're out in public... And Sabrina does some stupid shit. I'm like, I lean in real close. I'm like, this is why I beat you when we get home. <laughs> oh, we're canceled. This is this is the worst episode by far. 
so we've been playing Halo Infinite's multiplayer, right? Who's Dylan? we? Yes, we have. Austin. <laughs> have you not played it yet? No, I have. Oh. What the fuck do you mean who's we? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just Josh, didn't go ahead. I remember saying anything about me playing it. Um, Maybe. I'd yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what you think? Very good. Uh, well, first off, do you like it? Yes, I love it. Oh, okay. Um, uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. I also love it. I'm just very bad at it. No. I Man, I think I've talked about it before on here, but I grew up and loved the Halo 2 and 3 multi, and even Reach, and played it competitively. Um, I, it's, it's fine. Like, I'm just not... I don't really have fun with it, nor do I, I despise my time with it. It's just there. It doesn't feel like my Halo anymore, and I, I know I need to come to terms with that. Especially, I told you guys I never played 5. Like, 4 disappointed me. I never played 5, and here we are at Infinite. Um, I thought the guns were really awesome. The gunplay, is, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, I, I, I don't like the map design or anything, dude. I'm very... I'm, I'm going to try to continue to give my time to it because I want to like it because I still enjoy that arena style shooter, especially it being halo. I just, I know I need to adapt and change my views on it. I, I do hate the maps, but, um, overall I think there's room for my personal improvement with the game, but I'm not having a great time with it. Damn. That's crazy to me. I was for sure that you were going to say that you loved it. No, it's, I, there are, there are aspects I enjoy from it. I do like the, the design of some of the weapons. I enjoy how great it feels to get that four-shot headshot with the battle rifle. Um, I enjoy that it feels responsive when I play the game. I think um, shot accuracy is wonderful, at least for me it has been. Um, I think the it, custom... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's funny that you say that because... The game tells me all the time that I have pretty strong shot accuracy. Like I'm, I'm regularly over 40% on my shot accuracy, which is not what I would say when I'm playing something like call of duty. Uh, usually I'm in like the fucking twenties. Sure. Um, and it tells me this thing, but I feel like my fucking bullets are never hitting anyone like ever. And it annoys the actual piss out of me. Um, which is something that I, I will get to in just a second, but, um, continue on. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really it, man. Like I, there are aspects I like, and then just, I think I, I have nostalgia glasses on and it kind of sucks. Cause I know I, I shouldn't, I know the game's not there anymore. I know the answer to that is just go play the master chief collection, but mm -hmm. I'm trying and maybe it would help to play with friends. Maybe that's a huge part of it because even back then, you know, that that's all I did. And as I played Halo with friends, we were on game battles. We had a great time, went to tournaments, but that part of the game's not there. Cause I've been playing by myself this whole time, um, which is yeah, worse same. because I'm my own worst enemy because I can't talk myself off the ledge that I'm on when I, when I start hating something about the game. But, um, the maps don't feel like Halo to me. I don't know. I, I, I need to, I need to give it more time, but I, they just feel, I guess different, dude. Um, 
I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep giving it a shot, but uh, maybe it will take me playing with you guys or whoever in the Discord. I don't know. I, I wish I could like it more. Yeah, I mean, that's, that sucks that you feel that way. Uh, I kind of feel the exact opposite. <laughs> right. I, I kind of feel like this is like... Uh, so you, you never played 5, but my thoughts on 5 are this. I think 5 is quite good. I think it's actually very good but it's not halo like at all it's far closer to call of duty than it is halo um or or even i guess maybe apex would be uh uh maybe a a, a good i guess not counter example but like another good example of what it's closer to than it is halo yeah Mm -hmm. um and for that reason, I like I enjoyed the gameplay of Halo Five much more as a fun game than as a fun Halo game, if that makes sense. Um, this, however, I feel like this is Halo. Like this feels so much closer to the multiplayer of two and three to me than four and five ever fucking did. And mm-hmm. as much as I enjoyed reach, the same goes for reach reach was never really halo. It was, it was like call of halo. <laughs> I mean, that that's, it does. And that's kind of how I feel about this. Like I, I, <laughs> I hate saying this shit because I know it's a rehash thing, but I hate the sprinting. I hate the armor abilities. I fucking, I hate all of that. Like, I just want my normal bare bone shooter back, but it's too fast paced. It's too, it's too Call of Duty now for me. But again, I play Call of Duty, so I don't know what my issue is. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, the one thing that you pointed out, I actually am very glad that they got rid of the like inherent armor abilities. Yeah. These are just pickups. So that's true. These are just pickups, um, which I think really brings it much more in line with what the old halos were because in the old halos, you had to fight for this stuff. If you wanted it, you had to fight for it. And that's the way it is here now too. Like, I don't feel like I am giving up anything to go after like the, uh, the grappling hook. I mean, I guess I am, if that makes sense. Uh, well, or uh, the better phrase, I guess, would be in the other ones, I never had to give up anything in order to get the thing that I wanted. But in here, I do have to give up something because I have to fight for it. And that's a far better uh, game design philosophy for Halo to me than what was happening in four and five. Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, that's valid too, because you're fighting for it. Like, uh, you know, you got to time it like the power abilities in halo three and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in this, it's kind of the same way. There's still invis and all that stuff over shield, but now you're trying to time the grappling hook because it does give you map advantage or you're trying to time, um, the fucking, the thrust or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. And the, the little arm shield thingy, so, I mean, it's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because you, you are having to play it like a power weapon or uh, an active pickup. And I think I just need to take the glasses off that I'm so used to looking through when it comes to what I think a halo is or should be. 
because it's it's been far past time for that like there i there's been a lot of years between halo 3 and uh where, where we are now um so i don't know maybe i needed this conversation to go back in with a clear mind really and to get my frustrations out i guess and like i said playing with friends probably a lot better than doing it solo yeah for sure yeah i i've only played uh probably four or five matches no that's that's not true i pl- I played for probably a, a solid like hour and a half the other day with shay from sword chomp right um but i i i've been playing by myself and uh i don't know like so here's here's my one complaint i think that the the time to kill in this game is fucking atrocious. I really think that they need to have something, one small little tweak or change to, to the time to kill because I will unload. And this kind of goes back to like the whole accuracy, accuracy thing. I'll unload like an entire clip of my assault rifle to bring down a shield and then another entire clip to kill. I remember yeah. Halo back in the day, you would bring down their shield and then it was like a, like n- not a one hit kill, but like you would bring down their shield and like you would not even spend like a fifth of your clip and they would yeah. die. I feel like this, the time to kill in this is so long. Um, and maybe that could be just my, like, I mean, I like, I like shooters and like I've been playing, well, I have like not right now, but like in the past, I've been playing stuff like Titanfall Two and Call of Duty, where the time to kill is fucking like milliseconds. Like it's f- insane how fast you die in those games. The one positive I have is that for me, well, I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's the opposite. It's because when I hit the four shot BR headshots, they're down. When I hit the five shot pistols, they're down, or the DMR, whatever the fuck it's called now. Like I feel. I was, I feel like that still remained, I guess, a little bit the same, or you empty half a clip of AR mag into someone and then you melee them for the final bit of the kill. Like that's something I haven't had a problem with. So here we are again at the opposite ends of it. (laughs) Well, I I think that that also comes down to play style because I was never one of those people that like used melees a lot. And I, I still don't like, I've never used them in almost any shooter, I, I very rarely use melees unless I like, unless it's a 100% like guaranteed, like I am going to like get the kill type thing. Right. Because, uh, because I don't like getting that fucking close. I think that Mm -hmm. when I get that close, it's a guaranteed fucking death sentence. And I fucking like, I don't want to fucking die like that. That's not why I play shooters. (laughs) Like, Mm. I don't know. Um, Oh fuck! Um, forgot what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. Yeah, <laughs> uh, time uh, to kill. Time to kill. Time to kill. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I I I recognize that Halo has always had a very long time to kill. But like, I feel like this one in particular is like incredibly long. Like longer than it should be. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, but and that could just again that could be me being used to more modern shooters because this to me does very much feel like an like to me like an older 
arena shooter. This feels like a... In much, regards much to what closer. we have now, I agree 100%. It still feels arena. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and like, I do totally understand what you're saying because one of the things that I think that I 100% do like about this game uh, is that it feels... Uh, like they took the right lessons away from Halo 5. I think that the, not necessarily the gunplay, but like the, the like fun factor from Halo 5 was like so fast paced and like, uh, I don't know, like, and it's still here. Like the, the fun factor from Halo 5 is still here in this one. Um, I think it's just, I need to get back into the groove of what Halo is before I can, before I can like kind of like judge it properly. Cause I I was much better at Halo five than I ever was at Halo two, three, even four to an extent. Um, and I, I feel like this is one that I could definitely get better at. Uh, I just need to give it time. I need to give it time in the other regard. Like I need to play it more, just let it marinate and understand that I can't go back and this is what I have now. So enjoy it for what it does. Right. And you've helped me kind of look at that tonight. Even it's like, I need to see what it does well, but I need to get over the map design. Like that's, it's not what I know Halo to be. Mm -hmm. Like when I think I love like guardian from Halo three or the pit and stuff like that. Um, midship from Halo 2. It's just, that's the kind of style I like. And I'm not really getting it now. But yeah. again, the game has changed and I need to learn to adapt with that as well. So maybe we can hit some games up soon because I need someone else to play with, I think. Yeah, I, I, I do actually think that you would have a, a much better time if you were playing with people. Yeah, for sure. Um. I just need to get better at it. I'm absolute dog shit at that game, and I have no fucking clue why. Dude, I, I just I, eat shit the whole fucking time. <laughs> I was going to say, I think another thing that I definitely think does need to be fixed to an extent is I do think that there is some problems with the matchmaking system because there are games where I will sit there and just, like, fucking dominate. Like, I will have the highest fucking... Uh, kill to death ratio i'll lead the team in in scoring like whatever and then the next game i'll just get shit on the entire match and i'll go like something like fucking three and like fucking 15 or some shit like Mm -hmm. there is no two games in a row where i will feel like i am actively doing something good if that makes sense i haven't had a single game like that yet I have just eaten shit. Like, literally every match I've fucking played, I have not gotten more than one kill every fucking match. And I have no idea why. I don't think I've got a hard game yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Uh, And this could, I mean, again, this could just be, like, I I was never really, like, a a gigantic Halo multiplayer guy. I always liked Halo for the story. Like, I always loved the campaigns for Halo, and I was never really, like... Oh yeah, let's play fucking eighteen hours straight of Halo multiplayer. It was never my bag, um, but I don't know. I was always both. I was always in it for both, mm. except for Halo Five. I hated Halo Five campaign. 
dude, that, that campaign's fucking dog shit. The multiplayer is great, though. Yeah, hundred percent love it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure we'll talk about Halo more in the coming weeks uh, sure. as as we play more and and we finally get access to the campaign. Um, but uh, in the meantime, Austin, tell us about Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yeah. So, um, for starters, fuck GameStop. Uh, I will <laughs> dead ass never shop there again. Um, also so, a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. Yes, you will. <laughs> oh no, not after what they did on the release day of Pokemon. No, fuck that. Um, so the whole thing with this game, I pre-ordered it. Super fucking stoked for it. Um, I already am super hesitant about pre-orders because of Anthem and Fallout seventy six. I usually only pre-order games from franchises that I know I actually enjoy. Um, I think Guardians of the Galaxy was like the most recent rare exception to that. Um, <clears throat> but got there release night, wasn't there, said it'd be there the next day. Okay, cool, whatever, I, shit happens, it's not really their fault. Um, that Saturday, still wasn't there. Kind of the same thing, like, really fucking sucks, I'm gonna have to wait till Monday. Go in Monday, and then they tell me that they found out Saturday the whole shipment was lost. Basically what happened was FedEx dropped their pre-orders off at some random business, and then when they called and tried to get their pre-orders back, the business they dropped the package off to basically said, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. Um, to be fair, but, I would have done the same thing. Uh, yeah, 100%. Because um, they said there were like two premium editions, like collector's editions in that box too, and those are going for well over fucking retail. So yeah, I w also would have done that. Um, but uh, come to find out on Monday... When the actual manager was there, he was like, they didn't offer to transfer your pre-order to another store. And I was like, no, nobody told me that you could fucking do that. So then he went to go do it, and every store in the area was fucking sold out. <laughs> and I was fucking furious. I ended up driving to fucking coming because I found one GameStop that finally had, like, the Steelbook version of it. So I drove all the way fucking there at, like, 730 at night just to grab it. Um, but... And then uh, the other reason I won't shop there is because they put my fucking uh, Diamond and Pearl pre-order, which was three fucking games, so that's $180. Uh, they put it under somebody else's fucking name and account for whatever fucking reason. So they were trying to tell me I didn't have a pre-order when I actually fucking did. And uh, they just, dude, fucked up. I don't know how I gave him my phone number and my full name, and he still managed to put it under a completely different phone number and a completely different fucking name. But congrats to that guy, fucking moron. Um, but yeah, Shin Megami Tensei Five. I was super stoked for it, and unfortunately, I've had to kind of put it on hold because Pokemon came out, and that has very much so obsessed all of my free time. Uh, but this this game is great. Um, it it has some performance issues uh, that I was kind of surprised remained there. Docked. Uh, whenever the overworld kind of gets flooded with enemy sprites, the game starts to really slow down. Um, and even the menus start to slow down like pretty dramatically. And it kind of makes going through the game kind of hard. Uh, it, it's not very frequent, but it, it, it's, it's there enough for me to notice it. Um, but I, I am genuinely surprised for a game that is supposed to kind of mostly take place in like a, a desolate demon infested wasteland. Like it, it manages to look really fucking good. 
Um, I don't know if that's maybe in part to me switching over to the OLED and I'm kind of having those colors pop a little better. Um, but it, it looks fucking gorgeous until everything just starts gradually slowing down. Um, I really love the art style, uh, very much so more than I enjoyed the art style for SMT three. I don't know if that's because it's technically a game that released in 2002 and it is very, very dated for its time. Um, but I'm really enjoying this art style a lot more. Uh, there is one character in specific. He is a little demon that runs a shop called Gustav, and he is something straight out of a fucking Disney movie, and I love every goddamn second of it. Um, if the Atlas store ever puts, like, some kind of stuffed plush of this guy on their fucking website, I will buy ten of them. I wholeheartedly love everything about him. Um, but, uh... <clears throat> The So, I, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with SMT. I only have played and not quite finished SMT 3. So, I don't really know what all this game does different compared to even the last iteration. Um, but it is miles fucking ahead of whatever was going on in SMT 3. Um, it, it's just, the overworld looks better. It's not this, like, weird... Kind of like when you go into the overworld in SMT3, you're not even really there. It's just like a little cursor that you just move over a poorly drawn map. Um, and that's not here, except for when you're kind of in the real world and it's great. Um, I, I'm very surprised for this game so far. I'm not going to talk a lot about or any at all about the story because I've only really experienced about three to four hours of it. Um, but it is very, very good. And I, I, I don't want to say it'll be my game of the year because I'm honestly pretty pleasantly surprised with Pokemon, but me and Dylan will talk about that at another time. Definitely not today. Nope. Don't any have anywhere near the time. For nope. That. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. Well, um, let's get our picks of the weekend and then we will get out of here. Um, my pick of the week is a video from, uh, I think the channel is called Mother's Basement. Uh, yes, that is correct. Um, so Mother's Basement is, um, uh, a channel that I had run across in the past, but never kind of like gotten to or whatever. Um, like kind of like gotten into or whatever. Uh, but it's a bunch of anime stuff. Uh, and the title of this video is why you, uh, why you never skip Cowboy Bebop's opening. Uh, and it's a really in-depth breakdown of kind of how the opening of the anime is a microcosm of the overall story and beats of the characters from the anime. And it's a really fascinating look at, uh, the intro to the show, which is one of the most iconic intros in anime ever. Um, really good video. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's about 20 minutes long. Um, go check it out. Oh yeah. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, my pick of the week is a YouTuber by the name of Kane pixels. And, uh, he, the, the video in specific that uh, I'm recommending him for is he took a very iconic scene from Attack on Titan Season 4, and he made it into like a almost like a historical like documentary footage kind of thing. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but it, it, it looks like something that was filmed straight out of the 40s, and I don't know how the fuck he did it, 
but it is the most eerie and like terrifying fucking shit. And I I love it, and I love every video he's done like that. They are all very <clears throat> fucking cool. Um, this like. I, me and Madison were watching some of his videos last night, and I was like, if, if there was ever, like, a live-action Attack on Titan adaptation, I would solely watch a movie that looks exactly like this. Um, it looks fucking fantastic. Go check that shit out. It's really cool. Awesome. Okay. Is that me, Josh? Is it me now? That, that's you. That's you, buddy. Take us home. I will take us home to the south. Oh, God. I'm done. Um, so it's... Bringing that big... Uh, bit back, are we? Yes, bit. I thought you said Bic because you were yeah, thinking I did. of Dick. I did. Okay. Mm, well, it's okay. We all do. So, my recommendation is a YouTube. It's a video from a Twitch channel. Um, so it's the Happy Hob, a guy that you might remember from when I was very much into doing my uh, no damage runs on Spyro. He just completed recently the God Run Two, and it's oh, all he on did Twitch. It? He did it. He beat nice. Sekiro, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 in succession without getting hit. And it is now on YouTube to watch. So I recommend going to do it. He freaks the fuck out. It took him one year and seven months to do the run, and he did it. God damn. damn, that's fucking crazy. Yep, that is crazy. Fucking good on him. I oh, remember watching him. I think he was down to Sekiro. I think it was only Sekiro was left, and he yep. fucked up on the final boss. Yep. It's yeah. rough, man. But here we are. It's done now. Here we are. And he's yeah. recently had a baby girl, so congrats to him. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The fact that he completed the God Run 2 with the baby in the house is fucking amazing. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a testament to itself. It is. Did, um... I saw I, I got a notification on Twitch since I follow him. Uh, I got a notification from Twitch the other day that he was doing uh, another no hit thing. What is he doing now? Um, he's been doing a couple of things. I don't know what his most recent endeavor is. Um, dude, he's been kind of all over the place. I think he did a minesweeper no hit as a joke. that's incredible it's pretty great dude i'm not gonna lie um his most recent video shows he is doing uh trilogy all bosses okay that i think that's what it was yeah he's doing trilogy all bosses right now it looks like that's the new one that he's after and he was one of the people that got to play uh elden ring when that came out oh nice yeah very cool yep so if you want to check out his thoughts you can find it on his twitch channel Awesome, yeah. Because the God Run 3 is coming, and it's going to be with Elden Ring. You know it's coming. Oh, God damn. Yep. Uh, Real quick, I remember you saying something about... um, Fuck. uh, Dinosaur Gale, I think? Yeah. um, I know that he had also done stuff like the God Run and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I remember you telling me one time that what he was doing was harder than what Hob had done. Um, uh, he might've been doing all bosses. Okay. And in that regard, it would have been harder. Hobbs okay. technically the one that started all this, but when I said harder back then, I do believe it was because he was doing all bosses, no hit. Okay. okay. Yeah. Which is insane. Uh, and currently Dino is going for the God run to, um, leading up to Elden ring. Okay. Yeah. 
what is uh what makes no ho- uh, no, uh all bosses what makes that harder so it's just it's technically more opportunities to get hit because you don't have to do like the tree boss or the old demon king in dark souls 3 in order to beat the game so by doing those two bosses just think of it as you're adding extra hits and chances to fuck up and stuff like that. Okay. And that it's the same through Dark Souls 1 and 2 as well. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, boys, we did it. We made it. Um, That's it. We made it to the end. So let's, uh, let's do this. As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob Hunting Pixels and the Culture Bob family of content. Culture Bop is available on Twitter at Culture underscore Bop, on Instagram at Culture underscore Bop, on YouTube at Culture Bop. I am available on Twitter at the TheBeBopMan182, on Instagram at BeBopMan182, and on Twitch at the underscore BeBopMan. Um, I actually am working on getting a schedule together where I will be streaming again. Um, I know that I keep saying... Uh, you know, that I'll be back soon, but I'm actively working on getting that schedule together so that then I can make that happen um, and it be on a regular basis. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Dylan is available on Twitter at TV, on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitch at OMDizzy, and on the YouTubes, Mr. OMDizzy. Not Mr. O.M. Dizzy. Just no. O- oh, yeah. Dizzy. Direct them to the right place, please, so they can be, you know, disappointed. Be disappoint. Um, finally, we've got Mr. Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. He's available on Twitter at Big Papa Plays, on Instagram at Big Papa Plays, on Twitch at Big Papa Plays, and on TikTok at Big Papa Plays. Finally... If you're looking to support this podcast or any of the endeavors that we're uh, undertaking as Culture Pop, then go over to patreon.com slash culturepop and toss us a pledge. We have a bunch of cool perks uh, over there, and um, more will be coming eventually uh, once we start hitting our goals. Uh, but with that said, with it being Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow, when so actually, hang on real quick before I get into this. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope that your holiday is uh, is fantastic. And uh, if it is not, um, I'll fucking, I'll kill someone. <laughs> in, 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 in Minecraft. Duh. Guys. That was a good save. <laughs> the um, agents like good. Yeah, yeah right? they sat back down. They're like, okay, all right. Like, this fucking place. guy. Um, but yeah, um, so with it being Thanksgiving, I wanted to do a special shout out to our patrons for making this podcast possible. Uh, our patrons are Justin, marriage isn't what I expected, Ruiz, Shereem, owning two homes is easy with Dogecoin, Con, Tony, I said Tony, Tony, yeah. Tony, if I talk shit, she'll hear it, Sulman. <laughs> uh Jeffrey Idle Hands make OnlyFans scissor toe. <laughs> Blake Big Guns Graham. Lisa Mama Not a Junkie Crumkey <laughs> Long. Chris taking time out of my day to teach Josh how to cook Tavares. 
and Sean, jazz is actual music O'Keefe Jr. That's it, boys. We yeah. did it. We, we nailed it. it. But Did you, you figure out who Piss Boy was? Oh my God! Oh yeah. We also, stop this conspiracy. Uh, Piss Boy, if you're listening to this, this sounds. We need you. <laughs> we need you to come into the Discord and tell us who you are, because there are so many wild theories going about, and I don't know what any of them mean. And just if if that's the one message you send, just just. Just get it over with. I'm tired of fucking hearing about it. <laughs> but also, our official unofficial lawyer would be disappointed if we did not at least mention one time Sassy's House of Asses off of I-95 sponsoring this show. <laughs> Damn it, Jeffrey. Uh, all right. Well, that's it, boys. That's it. We did it. Made another one without killing each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Might have wanted to. Might have wanted to. All right. Until next time. Goodbye.